People ask me, how do you put up with these two? My answer, good snacks and video games. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 367 now of the Ron and Don Show. And I want to thank Eric Mickelson for listening to all three episodes uh, while he's working out today. He just reached out and said, man, I love hearing the show every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Other people, though, Ron, sometimes they're chasing the show around. It's real easy if you want the show to automatically dump onto your podcast player, you can do that. Yeah, any podcast player, just search Ron and Don Radio. On Apple, you hit the little plus thing. They took away the subscribe button. It's a little plus. It'll drop in, and you can listen in your car, listen on your walk, listen when you're doing dishes. Yeah. Hey, coming up with the Ron and Don Show, we have to talk about the Tindler Swindler. Have you watched that? I have. I think everybody has. And has the Tindler... Tin- Tinder. Tinder Swindler. <laughs> Was I saying Tindler? Tindler. <laughs> The Tindler Swindler. Yeah, is the Tinder Tinder Swindler. Buddy, I was on Tinder and the Tinder Swindler. Yeah, he's he now been uh, told he can no longer uh, go after women and swindle them on Tinder. It's also really interesting the way these women have been treated as a result of this show now that it seems like everybody is watching. Also, we want to talk about the guy driving around in the truck, high on meth. You saw this down in Tacoma. Didn't hit one, but two 12-year-old girls. And as a result of that now, we're finding out more about the driver and what this driver was up to. And you guys, we have to listen to this story because it's happening. What this guy was doing is happening in every single neighborhood right now in the great specific Northwest. And we want to keep the great specific Northwest great. Or to do that, we got to stop guys like that. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. We've shared our story before, and I don't care to go into it because I'm tired of us talking about the story. I think we stopped talking about it maybe about 10 years ago. But Ron and I did some radio at a station called The End, very similar to the format here in Seattle. On a rock station called The End, uh, we were there back kind of 2003, 2004 into 2005. August 29, 2005, it was a hurricane. Hurricane Katrina. This station was in New Orleans. Yeah, this station was in New Orleans. Our transmitter ended up, and the towers ended up in the water. Only one station made it through. That was WWL, the mouth of the south, the big H70. Very uh, similar to the station we worked on at Cairo here. And that's kind of when we started our news talk careers, because Ron worked as a reporter. I worked as a reporter for about 60 radio and television stations. And I just stayed down there, and I kept working. The one story that I followed, and I went down to the lower 9th district, uh, there was someone by the name of Brad Pitt. You might have heard of him. And he started an organization where he was gathering money, uh, tens of millions of dollars, and throwing in a lot of his own money, I think $26 million. And this is still when he was together with Angelina Jolie. They had a place down in the French Quarter at the time. And he said, you know what we're going to do is we are going to rebuild the lower ninth ward. One of the problems that he had is he couldn't find any contractors to come help build the Lower Ninth Ward. He had to go all the way to Texas to hire contractors to come build in the Lower Ninth Ward, which got very, very expensive for him. As a result of that, he didn't build as many houses as he wanted to, 
but he was really focused on making sure that these homes were affordable. They sold them all for 150 grand, that they were modern, that they were pylon and up off the ground. So when another uh, storm came, that these homes, A, could either float away. How about that? Or you could release them and they could float. Or B, they'd be up so high they couldn't get inundated and flooded. Now we're hearing that some of these homeowners that bought these homes for 150000 they are saying that these homes have lots of mold, that these homes are broken, that they're dangerous places to live, and they are going after Brad Pitt and his organization that's called Make It Right. How did Make It Right make it wrong, Ron? Uh, because Brad Pitt, his heart was certainly in the right place. He went after some of the best architects and builders that he could find. But now he is in the crosshairs of the people that he's trying to help. Yeah, this is a tough one for me because uh, I followed this story super closely when it happened. And Brad Pitt, using the power of his celebrity, he could have chosen to just go, oh, it's too bad, Hurricane Katrina. Sorry about that. He, he jumped in and he said he's a total architecture nerd. Uh, and, and in fact, Angelina Jolie, for one of their anniversaries when they were married, uh, rented out the entire Falling Water house from uh, from um, what's the famous architect? I just blanked on his name. Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd Wright. Got the entire building for a private tour for Brad Pitt, and he was over the moon. So he got Frank Geary involved. Uh, he got superstar architects involved. Ellen DeGeneres was involved. He was involved. They wanted to have solar panels on these houses they so did. that people that live in the ninth, lower ninth ward, which is a very uh, depressed area, their electricity would be lower. They had passive heating. There was lots of really interesting floor plans yeah, and, and the buildings lower, in there. Yeah, and the lower ninth ward was one of the first places in America where black people could buy real estate. And these were people that had worked on plantations. Like I worked, at, I lived in Lower Garden District in one of these old plantation homes. That was slave quarters, carriage house, really blows you away. The thing about the Lower Ninth Ward is the Lower Ninth Ward is under sea level. It's under. It's lower. It's lower. Yeah. As a result of that, it's always going to flood. And that's why back then they said, yeah, this, this, it, it was like giving Native Americans uh, land way out in the middle of the desert. And, and now we find out, hey, way out in the middle of the desert, you can make a lot of money with casinos way out in the middle of the desert. Or we can lease that land to developers and we can lease it for 99 years, kind of like what they do in China. out there. Yeah. So anyway, the lower ninth ward, though, it ain't like that. I mean, it's basically right at the mouth of the Mississippi. And if the Mississippi floods, if the city of New Orleans floods, it floods. Uh, so let's pivot back real quick. What is your so, take? So the, the houses are failing. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Is Brad Pitt personally responsible for this? He went to a judge and said, will you please remove me from this class action lawsuit? Because I didn't build these houses. My Brad Pitt wasn't out there uh, operating a nail gun. I was the face of the charity so that people would give money. And I was able to attract these high level architects. The judge was like, no, we're leaving you on the lawsuit. So do, should Brad Pitt personally do this? In my mind, no. Now, the Make It Right should, charity. Should, what do you mean should do? You mean he, he shouldn't personally be liable to fix these homes that are now full of mold and, and some of them are failing. That, to me, is a builder issue. So if there was a, a, a design of a house, whether it's Frank Gehry or a different design, and that went through the review process where they said, yes, this house can be built. In, this, in the city of New Orleans, and then the builders use faulty building materials or faulty techniques, and now those houses are failing. 
I don't think you sue Brad Pitt. I, I get the sentiment because they're like, oh, now he just takes off, uh, you know, because the houses are failing. I, I think that he did the right thing and wanted to help people. He didn't control. He wasn't there every day. You can't expect Brad Pitt to be the general contractor on these hundreds of houses. I, you know what? I don't think this lawsuit go, goes anywhere. It's 17 years later. Typically, if you want to still uh, sue a builder and I'm with you, uh, you have five years to do so. They didn't do so. And I'm sitting in a house right now that was built six years ago. And there are things that are failing on this house. I can't go back and sue the builder. I had a year to do that. That was our agreement. And once we got on the other side, I have some cedar right now that's failing on the house. Uh, so I get to replace that cedar. I don't get to go after the builder. And I don't think there's a court out there that hand the money back to me. And, and I think what's happening here is they know by following this lawsuit and they could go after a builder. They have no leverage with that. So I think what they're thinking is, hey, someone like Brad Pitt, he's not going to want his name out there. He's going to step in. And even though it's 17 years later, maybe he will make it right. We'll see you on the other side. Hey, you guys. So what is your story? That's what Ron and I have done on the radio for decades. And here on the podcast is we tell people's stories. And you know what? Chances are, if you've lived here in the great specific Northwest, as my son likes to call it, you probably have a Les Schwab story where you've stopped by. Maybe you bought some tires from the other guys. They fixed it anyways, and they send you on your way. Or... Or when you go to the other guys, not only do they charge you, they're like, yeah, we can't fix your one tire. You need 12 tires. And you're like, but I only have four tires on this rig. They upsell and upsell and upsell. You don't have to worry about that at Les Schwab. Hey, and here's something cool. They're celebrating the fact that they've been around now for 70 years. And Ron, everyone could go out and win a $700 gift certificate. How do you do that? Yeah, you go to leschwab.com, tell your Les Schwab story, and enter to win. And that's just a great way to get $700. Bucks. While you're online, schedule a free pre-trip safety check. Uh, we're in the dead of winter. We're going to go into spring. You should just get stuff checked out. It's a safety visual inspection. It includes your tires, wheels, alignment, brakes, shocks, and struts, all absolutely free of charge. Schedule your uh, safety check at leschwab.com, or you can stop by your local Les Schwab store and just tell them Ron and Don sent you. Les Schwab Tires, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952. I would definitely recommend working with Ron and Don. Completely satisfied. 100% guaranteed. <laughs> if you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Emmy. We are Team Greenland, and we sat, sat down, down with Ron, Ron and Don. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, we talked about pricing. We talked about staging. We talked about location, about what the market was like. He gave us so much information. We would have a game plan and there'd be a team helping us and we went mm -hmm. for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks to Ron and Don, we got the house of our dreams under asking price, which just does not happen in this market. And we could not be happier. And we wouldn't have been able to be where we're at in terms of buying and renovating a house without his expertise and support. Uh, we got an offer, I think day one, that was twenty-five to 50000 over asking. I'm like telling my wife, don't you think we should take this? 
And she's like, no, we're sticking to this. We're going to wait till that offer review, review date, like Ron and Don said, waited till offer review date. And we had like seven or eight more offers and an offer a hundred thousand over asking. With Ron and Don, you get two great minds that perfectly complement each other. You get the data and analytics, you get the creativity, the drive, and the energy. They are, they are the complete package. If someone asked me, in fact, someone did ask me uh, recently how we sold our house so fast. And I said, well, we had a great realtor team. And that makes all the difference. Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at runanddonsitdown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, welcome back to 367. Do you need us? This is the perfect time of year to sit down. We're doing lots of sit-downs right now. We love to sit down with you or someone you love and care about. Thanks for trusting us, your realtors, your broadcasters, and your friends. And don't forget, we have the largest social media following in the state, along with probably the biggest podcast in the state. And we use that to leverage your home because we want to make sure that we get more for your door. Right, Ron? Ron at windermere.com will sit down today. Tinder Swindler. There, Ron. I said it correctly. Yeah. I sat down, watched his show. I was mesmerized. I don't want to give the whole show away because uh, I want to keep you interested. It's on Netflix, by the way. Yeah, but me, it, it's basically a guy. Uh, flies around in really nice jets, wearing really nice clothes, really nice cars. Says he's the son of a billionaire uh, diamond yeah. merchant. And he builds these really long, intimate relationships with women. And at some point, he ends up getting into their bank accounts. I won't tell you how he does it, but he does it. And these are really smart, attractive, very savvy women. And what he does is he uses that money from... Prospect A to pay for prospect B. So as he's stealing money from one woman, he's using that money, cash, cars, and stars. He spends it on another, and then he just keeps doing it over and over and over again. And, Ron, it sounds like Tinder has now stepped in and said, you are no longer allowed to be a swindler. You are no longer allowed on our platforms. Number one, do you think that's fair of Tinder to do that? And number two, because there's a lot of people doing what this guy did. Lots of people are doing it. They, there's just not a Netflix special about them. There's men and women out. Like, there are so many things that are going on in those platforms, right? And, of course, Tinder has, I guess, the right to do that. But then do you go out and are you going to enforce that against all the swindlers? You, you should. Out? And I think there's uh, most of these ones, you can tell when you're being scammed, hopefully. But it is one of the biggest things. I don't think you can tell when you're being scammed. These women couldn't tell that they were being scammed. Right, right. I mean, so you, so you can't you're tell. Correct. You're That's correct. That's not true. It, in this particular case, this is an elaborate scam. So, yes, it, it, all these platforms should take off misinformation and swindles and people that are scamming. The thing that's interesting to me about this phenomenon with Tinder, Tinder swindlers, Aha! it's hard now to say, you're doing it. is that there's a lot of pushback on these women. So, yeah. All these women are dumb. Too much. How could you have? And, and so the first one, I haven't watched all the episodes yet. These women are gold diggers. Yeah. But she swipes right on a guy. They match. They start to to uh, interact his profiles make him appear wealthy 
And so then he says, meet me. I'm staying at this hotel, which is a, a five-star hotel in London. That another, that another woman is paid But she for. doesn't know that. Yeah. So she goes and meets him there. And so, so far, the story's checking out. Then he says, hey, I have to fly to Belgium. Do you want to take a ride on the private jet? And so she says, yeah, I would like to take a ride on the private jet. So the driver, he has a driver in a, like a Range Rover. He has a security person. Security person. Yeah. Drives her back to her flat. She gets an overnight bag. They drive her back to the airport, and they do get on a private jet. And the jet does fly to Belgium, and they do get off and go to another five-star hotel. So, so far, for her, it is checking out. This guy is wealthy. She, she says she'd never been on a private plane before. She'd never had caviar before, and they bring out caviar on this jet. And so the people that are piling on these women... I don't get that sentiment because everything up and and then so he talks about his security detail, everything up until the part where the money comes out um, is all plausible. It's all happened. Like this wasn't an online scam where you're sending money to Nigeria. They really met in person. He really is the guy from the photographs. Like you and I have both sort of been catfished before online where someone is stealing someone else's photographs and saying, this is me, and you we, you never meet him in person, you never do a FaceTime video, you never do a Zoom call. And so these women actually met this guy. It was the guy from the photos. They did get in a five-star hotel, take a private car to a private plane, and have all these experiences. So I don't get the sentiment of, of shaming these women because it all added up until it didn't. Yeah. Or someone asked me on a private jet. Yeah. Try to swindle me. See you on the other side. Hey, it's Ron here with uh, Mitch Weeks from Mitch.loans. He's the official mortgage guy of Ron and Don Nation. Mitch, I want to do a little case study with you. We have a client. We introduced him to you, and you guys headed off. Who was like, I want to get a vacation property over in Suncadia or Ronald or that area. A lot of people are thinking about that right now. What are some good pointers for that type of thing? Like, I want to get a house on the island. I want to get a house in Suncadia. I want to get a house at a golf course. Maybe we'll go out to Orcas. You want that summer cabin or weekend cabin. Is that different than when you're buying your primary house? It is, yes. And it is slightly yes and no. So investment property rates right now, I don't know if you've heard, but they've skyrocketed. Banks are trying to phase out investment properties as much as they can because there's such a housing shortage in the U.S. Second homes don't count for that, which is huge. So if we can qualify it as a second home, Hmm. it's not quite a primary rate, but it's really close. And that is just has to be something substantially different, right? You can't buy two homes in Seattle that are basically the same and call one a second home. (laughs) One of them is going to have to be an investment property. But if you're buying on an island, you're buying up in Suncadia, which is the case of one of our clients. Yeah, you call it a second home. You still get a great rate. And, you know, you're happy with a place. you And you can still rent it out, just to be clear. It just can't be a pure investment property. It has to look like a vacation home. So a lot of people fantasize about this and they think, oh, maybe it's in a year, maybe it's in three years, maybe it's in five years. But getting this financial piece in order, in my mind, you should start now, even if you're like, hey, I'm thinking 2023. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you agree with that? Totally agree. Yeah. And I can't stress that enough. I'm willing to talk to anyone. 
So if you come and talk to me today and you say, I want to buy in two years, we'll put a plan together for how you can buy in two years. Right. Or we'll say, hey, it looks like you can buy in one year if that's interesting to you. I'm not going to pressure you, but financially you're sound. You can do it now. It's funny how many times once someone gets all their ducks in a row that uh, opportunity presents itself. Right. Yeah. They're just softly looking um, at housing online and then they see one that pops and they go, man, I wish I was They go hang out with their friend at Sun Katie to play golf and it's like... Wait, this two-bedroom down the hallway from you is for sale right now? Maybe maybe I buy that. I'm already pre-approved with Mitch. So uh, if you're thinking about and fantasizing about that, that weekend place, that second home, somewhere for the family on the island, uh, get in touch with Mitch, Mitch.loans. Uh, tell him you're with uh, Ron and Don Show, and you save half percent on a new loan. So Mitch.loans, uh, check him out today. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show, episode 367, as I shared uh, just in my partner business, we've had a couple dump trucks that have been stolen over the years. One recently, lots of tools stolen. And what's that? What it, what that has done is it's created just a lot of mail of people reaching out to me and telling me their story. And what I'm finding is this is happening in every community. Windows of businesses are being broken. Uh, down in Tacoma now, instead of replacing the glass because there's not enough glass to replace, the glass is gone because so much glass is being broken. There are companies now that will come and they'll board up your windows and your door, and then they'll create graphics for your windows and your door so it doesn't look like your business is closed. So this, that's what's happening in Tacoma. If you go into downtown Seattle, it will break your heart. It will just break your heart what's happening to these businesses. That tennis shoe business down there that I had broken into in three months 17 times, 17 times. You and I have turned on the news and you watch people go in and out of stores. The Target that is targeted in downtown, you see some of these big anchor stores starting to pull out. Starbucks are closing everywhere. And Starbucks will say we're closing for renovation. The one in Ballard's been closed for renovation for almost a year. They're not renovating. If you walk in, there's no renovation going on. I just talked but to it, but, it, but, it, but it was right next to the Ballard Commons and all those folks were coming in and, and, and creating, there's 166 tents in that park. They got the tents out, but now it's all fenced. You and I still can't go, and I can't share that part. All that to say, the crime wave happening here right now and around us in all the bedroom communities is alarming. And we've all now read the story of the two 12-year-old girls that were hit by a stolen truck, a stolen truck, just like our stolen truck, down in Tacoma. Guy was high on meth. He has been arrested for this before. And then they not only... As he uh, murdered uh, this young girl, and I, th- I believe the other one is still alive. Not only did he murder her with a truck and then ran from the scene, but now they looked inside the truck, and it's all these tools that he stole from sheds, from businesses, from people's cars, trucks. My electrician on Capitol Hill, someone just broke into his van, took all his tools, all his tools. If you leave your tools on the job site, they'll take them. If you take them home, they'll follow you. you. You Literally, what you have to do now is take your tools out of your truck. They call this uh, uh, tooling out in the construction business. And you have to put them in your house and then just lock yourself inside your house with your tools. Then in the morning, you have to tool up again. You have to take all those tools and put them in your rig. You drive the rig to the job site. You, you've had to, to create a maze. Like on our job sites now, we have all our windows and doors in. 
Every single one, though, is boarded up on the other side. You cannot get in. I can, I, when I go to my job site, I can't even get in the damn thing. Uh, it takes an hour to get in and an hour to get out. Plus, you have to retool, detool, and hopefully you get your rig and your truck back. This is happening everywhere. And the only one that can do anything about this is us. And we really have to pay attention to who is running for office because we are at a very, very critical point in the growth of the specific Northwest because the great specific Northwest, it's no longer great anymore and it is breaking all of our hearts. Yeah, and and I want to say that we recognize the sentiment of defund the police. We recognize uh, what was happening a year or so ago on Capitol Hill and, and some of the mistrust historically that's been between law enforcement and certain communities. We understand that. That is different than this. There are solutions to wanting your police officers to be mental health counselors and to be uh, all things to all people. And maybe th- there are reforms that need to happen in terms of police violence and, and profiling people. And I'm, I'm, I'm for all that stuff. But I'm not for taking away the ability uh, of people to feel safe in their own neighborhoods. I had a very long conversation with a woman that works at Nordstrom Rack downtown. And she told me that it's to the point now where she has these thieves ask her for different sizes. So they're trying everything on. Uh, and she knows they're going to steal it because they have a big bag with them, an empty bag. They walk into the Nordstrom Rack with an empty bag, start trying things on have assistance from the workers to get the correct shoe sizes and the correct garment sizes. Then they look her in the eye, say, thank you. Look her in the eye and just put them in the bag and they walk out of the store. And the Nordstrom employees are making like 17, 20 bucks an hour, something like that. And she's like, I'm not going to get in an altercation over my $17 an hour job downtown. They're not, they're not allowed to. If and you, she's like, and we're told to not to. So they just walk you, out. If you chase them, it's a fireable offense. And the police now, if the police chase them, it's a fireable offense. They're talking in Washington State now about switching the law back so the police can actually pursue people. I'll give you the final say. Final say is, uh, and, and it, the escalation is alarming. Um, and, and the change needs to start happening now. I was coming over here to your, to, to record today, and I'm sure you've seen this. There is a guy less than a mile from where we are recording who has a bicycle theft ring on an off-ramp to the main street. He's got a truck. He has a brand-new box trailer on the back of this truck, a rundown RV. It is parked on the median, and there are dozens of bicycles. I, I saw him carrying a bike across the main road next to his truck that runs and a new trailer and his RV in these dozens of bicycles there. And he's in an RV and the city comes by and that's where they, they pump his RV for him. Did you right. know that's the guy who's RV? They so pump. I'm sitting there. And if going, you look in the back of the trailer, it's all bikes that he's stolen around the city. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like this guy, the police, police can't just drive up and confiscate. He's running a bike, bike theft ring in the open on an off ramp. Thousands of cars go by that guy every single day. Not thousands, maybe hundreds of cars. No, thousands go by that every no, single day. He's he's underneath the overpass. So right, yeah, I, I I go by him four times a day. It's astonishing. Yeah. So maybe it starts with us in the voting, but I think it also starts with us 
putting pressure on those in power to say, you need to fix this. It's a very expensive place in the world to live. Uh, we should be have a, a minimum standard of safety in our streets. You can't fix it without policy change. You can't fix it without more police officers. You can't fix it without rethinking policing, which I get and understand. Uh, it is, it, it, tr- if you ever read the book when you were 12, catch 22, this is truly a catch 22. This is, if you, and, and if you've never read that book, just give that a Google catch 22 and you read that, you'll go, that's exactly what is happening here in the great specific Northwest. He's Ron. I'm Don. Thanks for coming by you guys. If you need us, we love being your broadcasters, your friends and your realtors. We also, uh, don't forget, we have the largest social media following in Washington State. Uh, this podcast, so many people listen to it. We're very grateful for that. And we leverage and use that, and especially as buy and hold investors, buying properties, rehabbing them, and then holding them, or knowing how to sell them, and make sure that we get you more for your door. Uh, Ron and I do that. We really lean into that. So if you need your help, I would love to help. I love coming out to your house and... And we go to all kinds of houses, you guys. And sometimes your house you may not want to show to other people because maybe uh, grandma and grandpa are just living in there and everyone passed away and it's a state sale and you're a little, little, you're, you're a little nervous about having people come in there. You can let me come in there because we have seen it all. Okay, so don't worry about that. Reach out to Ron. Ron at windermere.com starts with a virtual sit-down. It's a couple minutes. We'll find out if we're good team members. And if we are, then we'll just kind of move forward. And we are at a historical place here right now as far as selling homes. This is historical. So if you're thinking about selling, let's do it. Ron at Windermere.com. Everything is at Ron and Don. Sit down. Dot com. All right. Keep your head up. Shoulders back. We'll see you next time right here. All right. On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Only. 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network. <laughs>